Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I'm Pam Keneally and I want to welcome you today. I'm just so excited. I have a best-selling author and a parent expert with me today. This is Rick Johnson. Rick, we're glad you're here today. Thanks, Pam. I'm happy to be here. I know you are. And we are so thrilled to be able to reach out to you single moms and to offer some encouragement to you. First of all, we just commend you. They're our, you're our heroes, aren't they? They're, Absolutely. I mean, you do hard work and you're doing a great job. And today we just want to bring you some parenting tips that will help you in raising godly boys. And I can't think of anybody better to... Uh, ask questions to than my friend Rick. So Rick, um, would you just give me one, maybe right now, just one idea of what's one thing single moms can start doing today to move in that direction in their parenting skills? Well, the first thing that I think is really important for single moms in particular to recognize and understand is that they're important and that Mm -hmm. they matter. Um, I think the work that we do with single moms, we see so many moms who are feel guilty about the circumstances they're in. They feel run down, beat down. Um, and, you know, particularly raising boys, they have a lot of concerns that because they're a woman, they're not going to be able to raise a boy to be grow up to be a good godly man. And the truth of the matter is, is that millions and millions of good men have been raised just by their moms. Wow. Okay. Now there are some certain things I think that moms need to be mm-hmm. aware of mm-hmm. that probably most of those moms had in common, but um, moms are perfectly capable. Some of the greatest men that our country has produced have been raised by single moms. I love that. <clears throat> and yes, moms, did you hear that? You matter. You make a difference. And uh, that is so wonderful that Rick has brought that to our attention, that that uh, your role is significant. You may not feel it right now. Your children aren't, aren't bringing you crowns every morning, but we promise you that someday uh, you raise them in God, that they will rise up and call you blessed. So we are proud of the work you're doing. Rick, what would you say to a single mom right now that that, that is doing her best to raise a godly boy, but there's um, they're, they're entering their teenage years and um, they're kind of starting to rebel against authority a little bit. Is that natural and normal uh, for moms raising teenagers? Well, it is. I think when boys get to a certain age, you know, there are, there are cultures across the world uh, in Africa, places like that, when boys become as tall as their mom, they are sent to go live with the men. Um, and that's specifically the reason, you know, they, they need to have that masculine presence in order to help usher them into manhood. But I think one thing that moms need to understand, particularly whether boys are older, or younger, it, I think the moms, single moms who have been successful, most successful in raising healthy boys have understood that boys need boundaries. They need rules. They need regulations. It's one of the reasons why sports are so popular with boys, besides the physical aspects of it. The rules are the same. There's no ambiguity. The consequences are the same for everybody. And I think the moms that understand that and hold their sons. I talk to guys all the time who are good men that were raised by single moms, and they all tell me the same thing. Mom was tough on us. She didn't put up with a lot of nonsense. The rules were the rules. Yes. And I think sometimes moms, maybe because of their nurturing spirit Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. the feel guilty, tend to not hold boys to those tight boundaries. Absolutely. I I know also that (laughs) girls will tell me, 
that their moms were easier on the boys than they were on really? the girls, Is on that the daughters. Right? That, boy, that the sons got away with things that they would never yes, allow the daughters yes. to get away with. Well, I can certainly identify with you on that because as a former single mom myself, there were days that I probably know, looking back at the videos now, I say, Pam, why didn't you get on to your child for saying that or doing that? But at that time, Rick, I, like some of these single moms, you know, I've had a hard day. I've come home. I'm bad in tears. You know, I don't want to get into my, with my children, so it's just easier to just let them have their way because I can't deal with it. So uh, moms, uh, I think what I heard Rick say is <laughs> deal with it, right? D- deal with it now and um, do your best to set those boundaries. Well, and especially if you can start early and you establish those boundaries and establish consequences for violating those boundaries, then later on when they're older, it's a lot easier to deal with them. It is. So. And so you talk about setting consequences. That's something that they pretty much decide beforehand. Do they have, they kind of know ahead of time what it, like it relates to maybe their interest, or what's the best way well, to execute that? Yeah, that's a great point, and I think it's I think it's imperative that mom establish ahead of time. <coughs> excuse me, establish ahead of time what those boundaries are for violating different things, um, and and sometimes you can allow you can have your kids, your sons, help determine what those consequences might be. That's a good way to. Get them on That's board. wonderful. You just ask them ahead of time, what's something you really don't want me to take away from you? And then you just kind of know right ahead. So that's really a good Well, I don't, I don't know if you could do that. I would certainly <laughs> yeah, they're, do, yeah, they're you know, say, say they're, they're broccoli gonna, or yeah, something. Yeah, they're going to give know, you but, something like spinach. Mom, take away my spinach. Please do. But you can say, look, you know, th- what do you think your consequences yeah. should be for this? Yes. And then, you know, you can make the final determination. Yeah. But especially if you do it beforehand, before there's a violation, yes. say, look, if you were to violate this, what do you here? What do you think has? Here's what the consequences are going to be, and then you have to follow through with it. Of right, course. right. You know, Rick. One of the one of the problems with single moms and 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 her heartache. Of course, her number one question is: Are my kids going to turn out okay? Are my kids going to land on both feet? And so there is great worry that um, that they can't be the quote man example in the house, and they can't be mom and dad. They can only be mom. And so, what advice do you have for them? And as far as uh, pulling in maybe male role models for them. How important is that mm-hmm. for a single mom? No, I think it's, I think it's especially imperative for boys to have positive male role models in their lives. The problem is, is that men probably aren't going to come up and ask to be involved mm-hmm. in your son's life. And if they did, I'd be pretty concerned about it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of up to mom to facilitate that. And, you know, you can look at different things like male teachers, coaches, of course, uncles, grandpas, Dad would be the best, but, you know, a lot of times that's not a situation. But, you know, Boy Scouts, I mean, there's a lot of different organizations. I think the key is for mom to talk to the person ahead of time and say, you know, my son doesn't have a positive male presence in his life. You understand that you are a role model to yes. my son, and and because guys, otherwise guys don't probably recognize that. And once yes. they do, I think they're willing to fulfill that role. You know, typically single moms have the the feeling of, um, I need to protect them. I, I, I don't want them to be hurt. I need to protect them. I don't want them to have anything else terrible happen to them. And so they have a tendency to be overprotective. Mm-hmm. Can you address that issue with moms just kind of breaking out of that mindset? Well, and I think that is a big, I think moms naturally are a little bit more overprotective than dads are, but I think especially single moms for the very reasons that you're, you just talked about. Um, and I think it's, again, it's imperative that single moms allow boys to take risks and get hurt. Uh, again, we, we develop healthy self-esteem 
uh, through trying something, failing, and persevering and getting back up until we succeed. Uh, that's also how we learn best. So mm-hmm. moms who rescue their boys too much are actually keeping them from learning healthy life skills. Um, they're, they're also keeping them from developing healthy self-esteem. Boys who are rescued too often learn to quit. They learn to be rescued by women. And so, you know, some of the hardest things in life are being married, raising a family. Yes. Boys who've learned to quit become men who've learned to quit. Yes. And when marriage gets tough, they leave. When raising a family gets tough, they leave, and so on and so forth. So you're saying if that child wants to climb a tree, you're going to have to say, now, just what, just uh, be careful. And sometimes boys need to climb trees. Is that we, what you're in saying? In our mentoring program, <laughs> we'll, it's very fun. that We'll have, like, different get-togethers or things with the mentors and the boys and their moms. And pretty soon we'll hear a boy fall and... Scrape uh-huh. his knee and get hurt, and every mom will want to jump up and run over there. And the, we have to tell him, "No, let the guy handle." The guy yes. will walk over and say, "Are you hurt? Are you bleeding?" Dust yes. him off, and, and let he's him go. fine as long as he he'll look around to see if mom's going to come and yes. rescue him or not. Right, and mm-hmm. once he finds out that he's fine, guy picks him up and sends him on his way, and he's perfectly okay. That's awesome, so. Rick. What would you say to mom the importance of? of her spiritual life. I know that we've talked so much about the physical things that and the rules that, that they need to employ in their home, but how about um, the importance of moms uh, in their spiritual roles and uh, them pursuing a spiritual life themselves? Well, moms clearly, with, with boys and girls, are the first and most important spiritual leader. They're most often the spiritual leader in the home, at least until kids get older. Many, many men have come to Christ because of their mom, because Mm -hmm. of a young lady. Um, And so I think that's a very important aspect. Probably as boys get older, they need that male spiritual presence to come alongside them and help them to understand that that's not just a female thing, that that's actually very manly to be be spiritually guided. but yeah, I think mom's spiritual walk is hugely important yes. in, a, in a son's life. It is. And I just want to encourage you in that area because I'm a former single mom myself and my children are, are now grown and gone and, ha- and are, are having babies on their own that, that you know, I cannot, I cannot stress enough the importance of your relationship with Christ and your priority that Jesus is your husband and he is a father to the fatherless and that though your home may feel broken, it is not broken if God is the head of it. And so just for as a mom, as you're thinking about raising godly boys, you have to say, well, am I raising my own godly character? I mean, it starts with you. So do a little, for, I would suggest you just kind of ask yourself, Lord, um, in what area do I need to perfect my walk with you? Because ultimately the children will will catch what they perceive about you. So it has to be a natural overflow. Wouldn't you say so from their life for them to catch it? More so what you do, not what you say, right? That's what they're going to follow. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. That's good. Rick, tell us about um, uh, a a boy's development going through, going from maybe the stage of not not just toddler to to preschooler, but I want to talk about when they start moving into the stage of teenager and, um, and some helpful advice on mom's in uh, knowing when to give them space and when to draw them closer. Yeah, I think moms um, struggle with that a lot. Probably the same as dads do when daughters enter puberty or or adolescence. 
um, because we don't know, <laughs> we don't have any uh, experience in that area, so to speak. I, I would say there's a number of things that moms need to be aware of with boys. Um, there are, for instance, there are certain conversations that you need to have maybe before your son goes into puberty. That would be best maybe for a positive male role model to have with your son. But if, if that's not available, then maybe mom needs to have those conversations because he needs to get that. He needs to get true information from some source as opposed to from the street or from his friends or, or things like that. The other thing with, particularly with teenage boys, <coughs> I would say is that, um, if you've ever noticed, uh, a football coach, high school football coach, he's usually shorter than his players. And you'll notice that when he wants to talk to his players, he'll make them take a knee so that they're not looking down on him, putting him in a subservient position. Mm -hmm. So I would say, Mom, if you have a 13-year-old son that's six foot two, <laughs> you need to either set him down if you want to talk to him or stand on a chair or something so that he's not staring down at the top of your head. I think there's a, I think moms probably don't have the innate authority in the home that dads have. And so moms need to utilize the authority that they do have in, in the most effective way. I would also say that screaming is probably ineffective with males when they get to be a certain age. That being said, um, I think a little unpredictability in a mom is a pretty mm -hmm. frightening yes, thing. When, yes. when my huge son scurried by and whispered, mom's crazy. <laughs> you know, we knew, we both knew to go You're hide because there was a storm coming. So <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. So I think moms can, again, I think boundaries are really important. Yes. But those boundaries also have to be adjusted as they get older. You can't hold your 17-year-old to the same standard that you held your 17-year-old. Yes, and I think as far as communicating with the boys, you have to consider, too, that um, there are different ways that you can communicate with them, and uh, a lot of it, I think I read this in your book or heard you say it has to do with um, sometimes you need to get away from the atmosphere and you just go for a little leisurely drive, and as you're, as you're driving, you happen to bring up a topic. You've got them captive. They can't go anywhere in the car. So um, how effective is that if you just get in the car and you just go for a little drive and you start visiting about some things? I think you mentioned that at one point in time. Yeah, I think that's a great way to communicate. I, there are some tips I, I generally give moms for communicating with boys, and, and one of those is to to first remove visual distractions. Mm -hmm. I remember that. TV, you know, we say we can read the newspaper and talk to you as a lie. We can't do two things at once, right? Um, and so we remove, turn the video game off, get make eye briefly make eye contact. Um, I think if you stare into the eyes of a boy, you um, his mind will shut off after a couple of seconds. So just make eye contact and then gently touch him on the shoulder and then speak in sound by type sentences. Um, so don't just rattle on no, and on and on. I think you have to speak in sound by type sentences. Now, if you need to talk longer, um, find a physical activity. Go for a walk. Go go for a drive in the car. Go shoot hoops. Something like that. Phys physicality. Males are very physical. Uh, allows us to process information. Emotions a lot easier. I can communicate much more effectively with my wife on our evening walk than I can sitting across the table eye to eye from her where she's so much more skilled at something than I am, verbal communication. 
Good. Well, you know what I was thinking as you were talking, I thought back when I was oh, a single mom and um, as my son got older in the teenage years, sometimes moms, our, t- our tongues are tied. We want to tell him something, but for some reason we can't. We just... It just doesn't flow. Maybe maybe there's a fear they won't listen or that we'll be rejected or they'll just be disrespectful. Or But we've got stuff bottled up inside of us that we want our teenage sons to know. And one thing that I did that proved to be effective was I would write my feelings out on a letter, in a letter. And I remember a number of times I'd go for a ride with Jason and stop and say, I, I just have to get this off my chest. Would you, would you honor me and let me just read it? And I would just read it. And then I got it off my chest. He heard it. And I, and it wasn't one of those situations where you walked away and said, oh, I wish I would have said. So mm-hmm. there's lots of ways to be able to think about communicating uh, well with your, with your, with your sons. Um, and one last thing, Rick, what, um, what encouragement would you give a single mom in, in closing today? What encouragement, one piece of encouragement would you give her, um, in raising a boy by herself? Well, again, I would say that millions and millions of good men have been raised by just their mom. And um, in fact, some of the greatest men our country's produced have been raised by single moms. Don't give up hope. Um, You know, I think even with two parents, we sometimes despair on whether our children are going to turn out well or not. And um, I, I can tell you from experience that if you go through the valleys and you have faith and you can continue to be persistent and and persevere that um, God blesses that and and there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, your, I, your kids will, if you lay the foundation, they will more than likely turn out to be good men and women. I love that. What a great way to end our our podcast today. Uh, Rick, tell us how we can get in touch with you or how women can find you if they're trying to get more of your books or your information. He has amazing books. Um, so can you tell us how where they can yeah, go to you can find go you? Go to betterdads.net. And um, you can find everything you and more than you want to know. (laughs) And more. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. Well, moms, we want you to be encouraged today. I, I can't help but think what Rick said to start with. You matter. You're significant and you matter. So thank you for being with us today. God bless you. And Rick, we thank you for stepping in with us today and and being a part of this interview. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.